Hello, and welcome to the Rookie Contract Podcast. My name is Dakota Zintak. And hello, I'm Kate Norum, and we will be speaking to people that are in their rookie contract in sports to get the freshest advice for those trying to get into the sports industry, as well as learn more about their story within sports. So now that you've accepted your rookie contract, what are you going to prove? Welcome to another episode of the Rookie Contract Podcast. Today's guest is Richard Hoke. And Richard Hoke is the digital video editor for the NFL. It's a pretty big name in the sports industry. So if you haven't heard of the NFL, I give you uh, an invitation to go check them out, see what they're doing, see what Richard is doing, because his content is something you can look up and see. And also with Richard, he has a story unlike any that we've heard thus far. It was super cool to hear his story. I know that I can speak for myself on that one. If you want to hear a story unlike any we've heard up to this point, I invite you to keep on listening. If you're in a state of not sure where to go, Richard has been there. Richard has been able to kind of turn a journey that he thought would end soon into one that he's able to flourish into now. So keep on listening. Today we have Richard Hoke. Doesn't exactly look like that on paper, but we got the we got the confirmation that's how it's pronounced. So if, if you could, if you don't mind just going ahead and giving us a little introduction on who you are, what you're doing, and kind of how you got here so far. For sure, yeah, um, yeah. Like I said before, I, first off, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Um, my name is Richard Hoke. I am currently a NFL digital content editor, um, you know, with NFL Media, and so essentially, kind of. To condense that kind of a job summary, you know, we produce tons of content every week um, that's posted on their like, you know, digital channels, website, YouTube, IG, and their socials can range from a ton of kind of different videos depending on the, the game and the week. So that's what I've been kind of doing now for about a month now. I started that in September, like early September. And before that, I was working at Michigan State as kind of a full-time post-production intern slash like associate producer. I did that for about close to a year. And then before that, I was an intern at Northwestern University Athletics. And uh, before that, I was an intern at the Chicago <laughs> Sky. And so okay. um, I, uh, I've lived in the Midwest mostly my whole life. I was born in Evanston, Illinois, which is okay. Chicago. Yeah. And then um, I spent the latter half of my life in Wisconsin. I did my undergrad and I went to high school, middle school in like southern Wisconsin. I went to UW-Whitewater. Okay. And there, that's kind of how I, you know, was kind of found what I want to do. Obviously, it wasn't like a, the most conventional uh, role, but um, yeah. And then after college, graduation 2018, I, uh, you know, did the whole everyone looking for a job, job search. And then uh, we can definitely obviously get more into that. But then I interned with the Chicago Sky and I moved back mm -hmm. to Chicago or in the area. And then I did that for about four or five months. And then obviously Northwestern and now Michigan State. So yeah, that's kind of my broad kind of journey um, <laughs> into the sports world. I've definitely been around the Midwest, definitely passionate about the sports there. But no, I love it. I love it. I definitely, the winters have been kind of tough. Um, down the road, it's definitely something I want to potentially change in terms of, and I've, I made this well known in terms of changing my climate. But, mm -hmm. but yeah. You're, you're willing to escape uh, the Midwest that you've been there for your Absolutely. majority of your life. Yeah, majority. No, no, there's nothing against it. I have no, nothing against the Midwest. The people, I love it there. It's been... You're just willing um, to like... Get warmer. Yeah, absolutely. That's just the thing. Just just get a little warmer. Have Very a different simple. winter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm the opposite. Totally I want to be where it's cold. So, mm. okay. Yeah. We could swap. <laughs> you could come down to Atlanta. It's, oh, it's gotcha. Cool. Yeah, I heard it's definitely humid and... 
Oh yeah, it's gross. Yeah. And so something that I kind of, I guess, heard you say was it was an unconventional road to get where you are now. So what were some of those, I guess, kinks in the road that either made your road so unconventional or that kind of could have uh, put a, a halt to where you, you know, where you could have gone? Yeah, so I'll kind of just rewind the clock way back to the beginning. When I went to UW-Whitewater, well, when I was in high school, basically, the, I, I didn't even touch Adobe or any of that software until way later, probably n- later than most people would have. Used oh, it. I, my first exposure to creativity and creative in sports was I've always, you know, I grew up, I've always loved sports. I always loved watching ESPN, Center, you know, the whole nine yards, you know. And then when I went to high school, you know, obviously... I mean, some people were kind of determining what they want to do in college. I just liked, I think, the, I'll, I think I remember, I don't, I'll never forget. I think the very first exposure to like, you know, incorporating creativity in sports was when I first learned how to use Photoshop. So it was never really video. I mean, I'm mostly primarily a video person, but uh, it was like this graphic for like March Madness. And um, it was just, and I, I honestly, I was, I loved it. I mean, it obviously probably <laughs> doesn't look great now, but like I used Photoshop and we were just learning InDesign and nothing crazy, but like I was, I thought it was really cool. You know, I it was like one of the few times in high school where I was really passionate about like an assignment in terms of like being able to use sports and that. And then when I went to UW Whitewater, I think it was sophomore year, kind of just having a hard time trying to hone in on what I want to do. I went originally as a marketing major. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's people that have changed their majors tons of times in kind of this this route, but I think I changed my mind for at least maybe four times before I kind of figured out what I want yeah. to do. And I went from, yeah, either marketing to advertising and then mm-hmm. to another major. And then I finally honed in on communications, but with the emphasis in electronic media, which had, you know, video production classes. And so that's like, I was interested in. I, that's when I was kind of like, okay, what really kind of kind of started that was like, I, and I'll, and I'll just close, but like I was working, you know, on campus jobs that like, you know, I wasn't really like, it didn't like, I mean, it was paying, you know, some of the bills at that time. I was a college student. I just needed mm-hmm. money at the time. And I knew a buddy of mine, his name is Derek Jokes. You know, he was also my roommate that yeah He was working in the UW-Whitewater Marketing Communications Department in their video side, just making videos for the academic, some athletic. You know, nothing crazy, just like those videos that we saw on the Facebook and website. I thought, you know, that's kind of cool. We, we love talking about sports. You know, he's a huge Badger fan. And obviously, I was a huge Northwestern fan being from mm-hmm. that area, being born and raised. And so we'd always have something to talk about sports. And so when he told me that he had that job, this was my sophomore year, I told him, yo, can me posted? I'd love to hear mm-hmm. more about that and try to, you know, maybe kind of work my way in there. And so he definitely hooked me up with that job. And I was just started working there, making edits. This is where, like, the foundation was starting to get laid like I was getting my hands on a camera I was learning Premiere Pro it was like you know making those small edits it was kind of cool the guy that runs the that department Jeffrey Pohorsky he's like the my the UW Whitewater's main producer there he definitely mm-hmm. you know took the time to teach me just the bare bones fundamentals of your know, shooting storytelling all that and I didn't st- I mean I didn't start out like it wasn't anything magical I was like you know learning <laughs> learning through learning through the you know the highs and lows of it and then obviously taking those classes and so I did that my sophomore year and I didn't really start taking it really seriously until like I think late junior senior year like I mean I was just you know being a college kid you know enjoying the college experience and stuff like that and when I when I realized like when I wanted like kind of turn it on realize okay maybe this is something that I want to do after college you know during this time I obviously was getting inspired by Social media didn't make, haven't, hasn't had made like a huge impact on me now. Like I didn't realize the power of social media in terms of like mm-hmm. 
posting work, people, you know, showcasing what they had. So I was uh, kind of on YouTube and like just watching TV, like 30 for 30s, you know, yep. ESPN, Sports Center, E60s, like those stuff, like those documentary stuff kind of oh, yeah. stuck with me. And then obviously Northwestern, being a fan of like Big Ten sports, you see those montages, montages before the games. And mm-hmm. it's like, you know, that's really cool. Like great video production work. And so I kind of took that and kind of incorporated a little bit what I saw from that into the work I was doing with UW-Whitewater and the marketing side. And so I was just doing that for about a couple of years. And then I think, you know, I think it was my junior year. No, I think it was my junior or senior year. No, I think it was my senior year. We had a project, <laughs> we had a project in one of my classes where we had to kind of do like a documentary style video about anything. You know, the topic was kind mm. of broad. And at the time, like I... I mean, I used to was involved with the track team before in my early years at college and then I stopped, you know, and then I still had a relationship with the coach. And so I'll never forget this because it kind of really was what like my first project was that like was outside of normal classes. Because when you think about it, what you do with video and sports is not something that I mean, probably back then, it's not something that you can take a class for. You can't be like, hey, yeah. I want to take sports video production, creative video production. <laughs> and then that class is going to put me on a field with credentials. Right. And all that. Like that wasn't the reality back then. And so for me, I emailed this track coach because then I, I had an idea. What if I do kind of a doc? And this is like, you know, where the inspiration for those documentary styles came in. Like, what if I did that for like my track team, my former, my former coach and like all that. And so I sent him an email, you know, just like, hey can I, is it cool if I bring my camera and do this with you guys? And then like, you know, he, he emailed me back saying, yeah, for sure. Like he gave me the opportunity. I didn't know at the time how big of that opportunity would eventually turn out to be. So I went there, you know, just like, you know, literally for a class project, shooting the team. And seriously, my process was pretty, nothing crazy. Like I probably did, looking back on it, I probably did a lot of things wrong in terms of a fundamentally video production standpoint. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I was filming them, I was interviewing the coach. And it was fun. I mean, it was, it turned out to be like a seven minute video, even though now it probably could have been like three minutes. Like I, like when I say I wasn't, I was really <laughs> bare bones in terms of my video production standpoint. At the same time, I was always learning. Like that's the whole thing about mm-hmm. industry. You can never really stop learning. Yeah. You can really stop, you know, making those mistakes that you can learn from. And so Absolutely. that's what I was doing in college. And I kind of looking back on it now, I wish, obviously, and I'll tell you at the end of this kind of story, like what I could have done differently, but when I did that project and I sent it to the coach after it's done, he was just like, he was over the, over the moon. Like he was a stat. He's like, you know, Richard, this is amazing. Thank you so much. <laughs> like, I'm going to show this to the team. I'm going to include this in our recruiting presentations. And I was like, whoa, what, what is going on? Like I just made yeah. a video wow. for a class project, <laughs> but then I realized the impact it had, like, mm-hmm. like it basically highlighted the team. It showed what the team was about. He was in it. He, I interviewed him and I, and I realized like that feedback, that like reception to it, like, you know, that was awesome. That felt great. And it wasn't, and it, even though it was for a class project. And so it was kind of like for two things. I didn't, it was for the track team as well as for a class project. And then obviously when I presented it, like I also got good feedback from my professor. And so I felt mm-hmm. really good about that. Like that was an idea that I had that I saw come to fruition and it turned out being great. Obviously looking back on it now, you know, it's not my <laughs> best video, but honestly, they really appreciate it. And so from there, I'm like, wait a minute, like what if I kind of, that's when I kind of rerouted or yeah. kind of honed in on the direction I want to do for like outside of school projects. So, so I was connecting with my boss at the time for EB marketing and communications. And I was like really more interested in sports because we were doing academic stuff. Mm-hmm. Academic okay. So now it's like, I want to just like do sports. And so I was starting to film more sports 
edit more sports kind of pieces. And I realized, okay, sports and video, like let's make it happen. And so I did that. And then I started making more highlight videos for teams kind of outside of like work and outside of class. Mm -hmm. And then they really appreciate it. Like there was one video that I didn't really have to make that I made for like the women's basketball team. And like, they won, like they, they just won like their conference championship, big moment. I was actually there when they rushed the court and I was there to capture that moment. And it was great. I felt great. That was kind of a moment where like, you know, sports is awesome. Like being in those moments, being able to film that, yeah. you know, you really can't That's really crucial. put it into words. Yeah. Hmm. It's just, it's one of the best things about working in your job. And so being able to put that in a video and give it to the coaches and seeing that reception, it's like, man, like I be giving, uh, giving people a positive feeling and impact, whether it's something that you capture, like it's, it's undefeated. Like you really can't yeah. eat that feeling. And so, so when I did that, this was my senior year. And then what really kind of put me like in position to kind of be ready for after college, cause now it's like, okay, I want to do this. It was at, it was during this era of time. Like I, I knew confidently, like I want to do this after college. I wasn't really sure where to go, but at the time, and I'll be honest with this, I was feeling, I was the kind of the only person kind of really doing this. So I felt like, man, like I'm, I'm that guy, like I'm it. And <laughs> I thought I had it back then. And then, then the truth is obviously I didn't because I'll tell you what happened after college. But like, I thought like, this is, this is awesome. I felt like I was, you know, I had it, had it down. And so for my senior capstone project, and I'm really happy that I took it my last semester of college because it really was, it set the tone of mm -hmm. what I want to do. But I reached out to the SID for a UW-Whitewater about basically making a cumulative video of all the stuff that I shot sports-wise in my career at Whitewater and making kind of like a recap of the season, of this past season, my senior year, best highlights, stuff like that, having a voiceover. And I really drew inspiration, like I said, back to the ESPN and like those yeah. recaps and stuff like that. And so I thought, why don't I do this for my school as my capstone project? Because at the time, like three of my ideas for my capstone projects were rejected and i'm really happy my professor rejected them because i probably wouldn't have came up with this idea but it was basically yeah we had to choose one idea or one project that we work on and we get a whole semester to do it mm -hmm. so that's what we did we basically used all that we learned and it was awesome to use what we learned during college during our time into this one last final class and so i put it together i was also very nostalgic you know i'm i'm, I'm a senior i'm about to graduate I'm, i know i'm gonna miss college and so it was kind of like that perfect kind of project to do because you get to look back at stuff that you filmed and put in this project. And that obviously kind of fed into the fact that I thought I was ready. Like that was <laughs> at the prime point as my, the, the face of my portfolio piece was that I called the images of the year. ESPN does something similar. And I also realized some mm -hmm. other schools do something similar that I didn't know about, but it was actually really cool. But like I put that together and I presented it. It went really well. The feedback went really well. The SID ended up, you know, gave me a letter of recommendation and we kept in contact nice. until this now. And that felt like for me, it was, it was awesome because like, it was a, like a semester's worth of work into one video. Like it was definitely not easy, but I definitely learned a lot in that regard. And so that definitely was a, the face of my portfolio because then at this time I learned about interviewing portfolio building, Yeah, but it's, it's kind of unfortunate that I learned it near the end of my college career <laughs> when I felt like I should have been doing that from the start and not taking away from people that like, you know, really enjoy their college experience. But for me, I felt like I could have balanced the two a lot better. Yeah. And so after that, I put that in my portfolio and I started applying to jobs and like, obviously this is like a three year span. And so I, I didn't expect it to get to that point, but when it happened, 
and I was against eventually uh, essentially known as like the video guy at UW Whitewater. <laughs> Me and this um, this other guy's name is John Brian, I think he did a lot of video too really talented guy and so we collaborate on some things and so it was awesome because we we talked about the future we talked about what we want to do after college and so for me i'm like okay now i'm ready i started applying to jobs like crazy like i was confident about my portfolio i had that capstone piece i had all my other stuff i felt like i literally went straight for like i i could get any position yeah literally i can get any position i went to like straight <laughs> to espn nfl like those kind of jobs division one schools like i felt like you know, this is it and i'm like i felt like i was that guy like people were telling me, like you know richard we can't wait to see what you do in the future and I, to be honest i kind of felt like i let that feed into the fact that like you know i was ready and when deep down like, and now that i know apply and then yeah. you're oh, yeah yeah i i was really flat out didn't have what i had at the time of a resume was not was not like what like i have now i mean it i just needed to learn a lot more work mm-hmm. and obviously not that I really put myself behind the eight ball, but like I wasn't getting any responses. And like, I'm telling you, I probably applied to like maybe 50 plus, maybe more jobs. Yeah. I didn't hear anything back. And at that time for a kid right about to graduate, cause I was doing this before I graduated and like yeah. everyone's kind of getting ready to, to transition to their new job. You know, people are announcing like, Hey, you know, I'm excited to announce I'm going to work this job after college. Yeah. And for me, it's like, why am I not hearing anything back? Like, <laughs> people were like, honestly, kind of felt like they were waiting to see what I had to say. And that's kind of what I realized, like, I kind of put myself in a position where I felt like I had this expectation to get that big job because of everything that I did during college, which, you know, it's not really fair to myself and not really fair in general, because like, it, it's going to take some time. I know with UW Whitewater, and this is no, not, not like disrespecting or bashing what that school because that school I'll always have it's, it's special to me I'll always have pride graduated from there oh, but yeah. in terms of resources mm-hmm. compared to division one schools you know obviously pro team stuff like that it is you can't compare it's not fair because like right it's a division three school and the scales are different you know the the kind of level of play is different and so at that time it's like I didn't realize that when I was applying to those jobs I wasn't competing against like just other I mean I was competing against the candidates that probably had way more on their resume went to had bigger video programs and that's no like and i'm sure they're absolutely even more talented or talented as well so there's nothing not taking anything away from them but just i didn't realize that in the whole grand scheme of things that like i just didn't have what it took out of college to really go and hit those places that i had on my kind of my dream or goal checklist you know yeah you just weren't ready yeah i just wasn't wasn't ready and i thought i was i felt like i was because i felt like i put this expectation but then there was one and i think this you probably guys have probably heard the same before and it's definitely stuck with me you know out of the sea of no's because there was a sea of no's that i got yeah i hear you loud it really really takes uh one yes to change your life and that yes came from interview i had with the chicago sky so i got a i emailed i interviewed well i applied to this job it was internship in chicago the reason why i chose chicago is because at the time my sister lived down there I want to move to a big city. I knew the opportunities would be there. I knew I was familiar with the area. And so I'm like, let me, and at the time I was applying to a place in Chicago, but I didn't hear anything back except this job. I got an email and I actually screenshot this email and kept in this. Because <laughs> it, it now to me, that email will always hold, I'll cherish that for a while because like it was the only positive answer I got from a job. It was the only reply back. And so Amber Del Rio, actually, who's a video producer for Chicago Sky, you know, I'll always give credit to her to kind of starting this and giving me a shot. So basically it was a 
part-time internship in Chicago for video production, you know, making content with the team. And so I just took, you know, I was like, I interviewed with them. It was a phone call interview. It went pretty well. You know, she was great in terms of talking to me about the position because it was part-time. And at the time it was, it was unpaid. So she was very flexible and the whole team was very flexible in helping me find working ways around so I can, you know, find a job that's maybe not in sports to, you know, implement, like, yeah. like supplement myself mm-hmm. and do the internship. At the time, I'm like, you know, that's easy. Let's do it. I had no idea what I was getting myself into in regards <laughs> to financially, but that's not really their fault. I wanted to do it. Yeah. I knew that this was a big opportunity for me and they were great. And so, you know, lo and behold, a couple of weeks later, they, they offered to me and I was stoked. At the time, I was willing to get anything at the time. And so when oh, they yeah. offered me that job, I was ecstatic. Okay. And then, you know, obviously I made that like, you know, almost obligatory announcement like, yeah, guys, you yeah. know. After yeah. graduation, I will be heading to Chicago to work for the Chicago Sky. And it felt great. I felt like I kind of completed yeah. that. For me, it's like looking back on now, I shouldn't be kind of dictating either my life or my kind of journey on milestones that I mm. want to do. Like, and like and a guy that I've actually connected with, like said a really awesome quote, I think recently, like we're in this big group chat and that I think his name is Mikey Belfry. If I butcher that name, if he hears that, apologize. But he said something that really stuck with me that I wish I kind of knew back then. But like, don't compare your your chapter two to someone else's chapter 10 because everyone has a I different like journey of how they're going to get there. And for me, I, I'm a naturally impatient person. So I want yeah, that same, same yeah. job off the <laughs> Why am I not getting this? And so that's why it's like, when I got that job, boom, like I, I had to let people know. And for me, it's like, I have a struggle of like, obviously, social media trying to, you know, you're showcasing your highlights. That's kind of what it is. Yeah. And so I wanted to, yeah. to, to be, be like that. And so obviously, I was stoked with the job. I went down to Chicago. Obviously, a kid fresh out of college with a ton of college debt isn't going to get like a nice yeah. place in Chicago right away. But I was able to crash with my sister because she lived down there. She's a t- she was a teacher at Chicago at the time. So like I crashed in her living room. And then I really felt like when I started work, I felt like, I was an adult. I felt like I was done with college. <laughs> I had my backpack on, my coffee. I was ready to go. I was taking the train, taking the bus in like downtown Chicago. Oh, that's gonna like, be the life. Yeah. So like you see, you see those movies with like, all those people walking in the subway. Yeah. You feel like you're an adult. And like I really felt like that. Like I was, I was going to work, and I felt like <laughs> I am in that life right now. You're like so, the vibes are here. Yeah. Exactly. I just need I, the money. <laughs> I just, I just need the money now, and so even though it was like a long commute and it, it, it was unpaid at the time, it took me a little bit to find a job that I can able to get that pay me. So I think- Was that like hard to sort of manage not having financial freedom? Yeah, it was for me. And like, I obviously, I know back in college, I probably could have been smarter with my money, um, but like yeah. working <laughs> at the WNBA, like it was awesome. It was like, it was cool to get my first professional experience uh, right out of the bat, even though it was internship even though it was part-time. But for me, like, it definitely taught me to be smarter with how I spent money, um, uh, like mm-hmm. naturally, you know, you had to, it, it made me smarter in terms of how I, I managed my time. Cause like, I went to work for the sky one day, I'd work my other job the next day and then come back. Yep. And then I had to like navigate commuting into the city, you know, having my, my bus, my train pass, getting that ready. Like I had to make it really down to the team. My sister helped me a lot. Like I. I'll be honest, out of college, like I wasn't the most organized person, but like when you get kind of thrown in the fire of like you're in a big city now, you're kind of on mm-hmm. your own, you really have to kind of adapt. 
And for me, it was go time. I, I realized like, okay, I didn't get all, I get all, I got all these no's. I got one yes. I got to make it count because I have a goal at the end yeah. of this to improve my resume, to boost my portfolio and hopefully get that next job that I was hoping mm-hmm. I'd get when I graduated. And so this is where things kind of got tough. And it was, like I said before, like an unconventional route where I was, you know, holding one or two jobs not in sports just to support myself. And I was working weird hours, like it became not just 40 hours, but probably more than that because I was doing the internship and these jobs Mm -hmm. and, you know, not like living with my sister at the time to kind of support myself. And so that internship all in all went really well. Like it was, it was incredible. I met, I got to meet people my age that were out of college. And so we got to share our stories and like, Hey, where are you from? What are you doing? And so if the internship went any other way, like if it was a, like, if it was a bad experience, that probably would have made things like bad. Like it would have been a disaster, mm-hmm. but it, it was an unforgettable. Like the people I, I met there, I still talk to now. I still talk to my old boss. Like they were very passionate awesome. about what they do. Being in the city of Chicago, like obviously I loved it being in that arena. Um, and for mm-hmm. me, that's why like, I'll always have, you know, I'll always support the WNBA and have like, I'll vouch for that mm-hmm. sports because it's important. You know, for me, it's, it wasn't just my first opportunity out of college, but like being in that environment, they are very passionate about their sport and the creative department are very passionate about putting out great content, even though their audience might not be as big as the NBA or bigger schools and stuff like that. The, the passion, like, you know, doesn't change. And it was awesome to hear exactly. other people's journeys. Yeah. Other people's journeys in that, um, in that staff. And like, at the end of it, I'm like, you know, I, I didn't think about, I was, I was, I knew I was going to miss it. And so, um, <laughs> fast forward like four or five months, um, from, from that, with the, at the internship when it was done, you know, it was time to apply, you know, do the job applying again, you know, apply to that next oh, job. And so the, yeah, you know, the oh, fun part. and so I thought, okay, you know, maybe this was it. Maybe this is the missing piece. And so I applied again, the whole, applied at maybe two or three jobs a day just it almost became clockwork uh cover letter ready resume ready plug and play like all that and like yep it was just and obviously now i had a reference and so that was good but same thing again same kind of situation where like i'm telling you 40 50 plus jobs nothing or nothing and like that was like that was at that point was demoralizing because i you're a oh, kid yeah. fresh out of college and you you feel like you're on top of the moon because you got yeah. your degree, you're ready to tackle the world. You felt like you had enough on your portfolio. You realized you didn't. So you took the step to get more of that. But then you realize, okay, wait, this isn't enough. Like, what am I doing wrong? <laughs> and so it's like, oh. man, like, this is tough. And so at the time, not, not only was I tackling, applying for jobs, but I basically, there was a, you know, I had, a, I had to basically find a new place to stay. And like, I had to figure out like, living situation at the time and and so that was another thing too and obviously my student debt like loans were about to be due and so i'm telling you the stress level at that time was at an all-time high and on top of that like obviously as being a college kid you know still Mm -hmm. navigating and like you said financial situation like it wasn't the greatest like i'll be honest and i'll be fully transparent i i i took another thing about me i like to keep reminders of how far i've come so Mm -hmm. I took a screenshot of my bank account, I think that time, because I'm like, I, I want to remember this because right. like, if I get out of this or not, like, it's going to be something I want to look back on um, to always to just remind myself to be grateful, you know? And I remember I had a maybe, it was 30 or 40 bucks in my bank account in my checking, and I think the same in my savings. And I was just like at a crossroads. I remember, I'll never forget this. 
I was finishing a shift at, at Planet Fitness because I was working there at the time in Chicago, you know, because I was doing that in oh, yeah. Chicago Sky. And I basically had like a week to figure it out. Otherwise, I'd have to go back home in Wisconsin, which I didn't mind. Like my, my parents, even though I didn't really, sh- I, I didn't want to disclose to them like I was having a hard time. They kind of caught on because obviously they know me really well. And like they said, they said like, you know, if you want to, if you need to come back home, come back home. Like, and I wasn't, I wasn't opposed to that. Like I obviously yeah. missed them. So, but at the same time, if I did, like, that's it. Like the dream is over. Like, right. Cause I, at the time I didn't have a car, you know, if I went back to that place in Wisconsin, which is my hometown, like there's no jobs there. It's literally like where I went to high school. It's just, right. what am I going to do? I'm just going to start back from ground it's zero. It's like I'm at high school again. Exactly. Like, like there's like literally nothing I could do there. I'd just be like living at home trying to figure it out. And I'd have like kind of like a crisis there. It's like, I can't do that. And like, and so I had a week to figure it out. And so I was still applying to jobs like crazy. And then I, this, I, I'll know, I saw this internship on Google. It's another one of my job sessions for Northwestern and Northwestern obviously meant a lot to me because I grew up there. Yeah. It was my hometown team. By the time internship was kind of next to it. And I'm like, do I want to do another internship again? Like, is it, is it going to be paid? Is it not going to be paid? But whatever I, I shot, shot my shot. I emailed, um, I think it was Rob Coons, who's still like the director of video there. And I got an email back asking, you know, unfortunately at the time, Richard, you know, this internship is still unpaid, but if you're interested, let me know. And I'm like, what if I what if I do what I did with this guy? What if I work these two three jobs and did that internship and just so I can get yeah. more on my resume? And I'm like I I was hesitant because I'm like I can't put myself in a financial like bind yeah. like this again because literally I was barely making it. And so I'm like, you know what? I was still getting no responses from people, and so I'm like, mm-hmm. I yeah. have to do it. And not only that, it's Northwestern. Like it is my exactly. favorite team of all time. And I'm like, oh, yeah. you got to do it. And so. I applied, I had an interview, it went pretty well. And um, at the time it's like, okay, I, I was waiting, waiting. And then I got, I got an f- email and a phone call, I think. And like, I was uh, walking out of my, another of my, one of my shifts and I got it. And I'm like, okay, at that point, I'm like, wh- maybe I'm just at the intern level. Maybe I'm just good enough to get internships now. <laughs> if I work harder, oh. work at that, maybe I can get that full-time position. And so I was ecstatic. Again, just getting a yes during these times meant the world to oh, me, yeah. regardless. It meant the world to me. And then I had to pull myself back because I'm like, all right, Richard, now think about this. This happened before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this happened before financially. Are you ready to do this? And so this was like, the clock was ticking. I had maybe three days left because like nothing, no, nothing against my sister. Like she did everything she could to help me out. I just knew like given a situation, I couldn't stay there for long because it wasn't meant for two people it was meant for one person and so yeah i had maybe two days left i was really again i'm talking when i'm telling you about how timing worked in my favor it was it's insane <laughs> i i i commuted from her place in chicago so this is my first day of the internship i was still living with her. oh gosh i took a bus overall time wise it was an hour and a half commute hour 30 minutes so you're telling when i look back and I, it sounds bad when i say this but literally <laughs> I was taking a bus and a train for an hour and a half to go to an internship that didn't pay me so I could have a shot at a job that I might potentially never get because of, you know, they might give it to someone else. And so I didn't think about that time. For me, I was just, it was go time. I just needed to get this yeah. on my resume. You gotta like I, show them what you can do. Absolutely. And I just, I wanted it really bad. I felt like when I was graduated, like I had this dream to work in sports 
to work at the highest level. And I just wanted it really bad. And obviously this, this whole situation did not go as I thought I planned. I had to do all these other methods, but like I, you know, I took the, I woke up early in the morning, got ready, you know, commuted there, went there the first week, solidified the fact that, yeah, I want to finish this internship because it was amazing. It was yeah. literally, I got my first hand on my cinema cameras for the first time. I, it was like my first time shooting division one sports. Like I was a kid in a candy yeah. store. And then you add the top that this is my favorite team growing up. Like you couldn't, you couldn't beat that. Even though it was internship, even though I had was struggling financially, I had the biggest smile on my face going on that field filming because it's like, <laughs> this is awesome. Like, this is what I want to do. And so I, again, I was at a crossroads. Like, I don't know if I can continue to do this because like, first off, I don't, I don't even know if I'll have a place to stay in the next week or anything like that. You're like, at least I'm doing something that I enjoy. Absolutely. That's the thing. That's what made it worth it. Like that's what made the long commutes worth it. Cause I loved it. Like they were great in teaching me Ben Rohde, who was my supervisor at the time, who actually, it's funny because in high school, I was inspired by Northwestern videos that they made for football. I had no idea he was the one behind it. And so when I got to meet him in person and really, oh, you met your, like, oh it was like gosh. meeting Michael Jordan. It was like meeting my like yeah. role model. I was like, holy cow. And that's when I knew I needed to finish this internship. But I'll never forget, it's like, like going back to that situation. I was walking out on my ship because after Northwestern, I'd commute back home, go to my next job. And then oh, um, after a shift, I remember... At the time, I was just calling, messaging, DMing people all around the area that I knew if I could crash on their couch, just because I needed time to get back on my feet. Because I like at this point, I had maybe two days left to find a new place to stay. Otherwise, I had to go home. Oh and God. I'm like, I can't. Like, I had the draft ready emailed to Northwestern saying, "Sorry, I can't. I can't do this internship anymore. My living situation is, you know, this and that." But Northwestern was very flexible with me in terms of helping me, like having me able to do a second job and so mm -hmm. that's why i was able to do those two other two three jobs to support myself but after that i mm -hmm. um i'll never forget because i emailed this family friend who lived in evanston at the time which is where northwestern is they mm -hmm. lived 15 minutes away a walk from campus so oh, you compare wow. that to a 15 minute walk to an hour and a half commute oh. <laughs> train like yo i gotta i gotta take that so i email, I, I, I Facebook messaged, I had sent this paragraph about my situation, if I could crash with them, because I knew they had a guest room, because I helped babysit their kids growing up, and we kept it mm -hmm. here and there, so I'm like, this, this is worth a shot, this is like kind of my, um, I was on my last straw at that point, and then I sent the message, and I, I think I was walking my sister's dog, and then I got a call, and it was from that, from that number, and essentially, long story short, like, they said yes i was able to crash with them i can move in basically next week which coincided with the time that i had to leave and i'm like the timing literally <laughs> couldn't i literally put the phone down oh i was in the God. middle of the street and i just yelled like i just yelled and like victory and you you're talking like thing i learned about then is you got to celebrate the small victories obviously yeah oh yes force is hard you're gonna get beat down a lot you're gonna take a lot of l's but that one that one moment <laughs> right there was my break because I just needed a place to stay. I needed, I needed a place to, to that's closer to where I was interning. And so I basically, I had that. And so I, I couldn't believe it. I called my parents, like saying like, don't worry about me. Like, I'm not coming home just yet. Like just hold off there. I, I found a I place to it. stay, oh, you know, yeah. I'm able to finish this internship and still do these jobs. And so I wasn't out of the mud yet. Like I still had some stuff to do. We're still stressed. Yeah, we're still stressed. We're still struggling in a way, but at the same time, oh, this, yeah. was, this was a different situation. And so 
I moved to Evanston. I was in Chicago at the time, like that net following week. And when I got to like their like their small little guest room, it wasn't much at the time. Look, but it, but like for me, it was everything. It it was like it, yeah. it felt like a mansion to me because I wasn't sleeping on a couch <laughs> anymore. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't honestly. I was debating on some crazy sleeping methods at that time just because I needed. Oh yeah. I was just do. I was willing to do anything. Like that's the thing. Like obviously, I feel like I I get it from my parents and my sister and stuff like that like you know coincide with like situations that they, they, they had in like early in their early years like i felt like they taught me this special kind of hustle because i didn't yeah that i could like that's what kind of after college taught me and so after that when i got there in evanston i was able to walk to work i was able to walk to my internship which was everything it was awesome <laughs> i was in a college environment and so but at the same time here's where it was kind of got dicey was I still had to commute an hour back to my job at Planet Fitness because it was in Chicago. Oh my gosh. I have to find a job in Evanston. And so this is weird when I say like I was shifting my job search from sports to anything like miscellaneous. I applied to like Target, like Starbucks. They had a bunch of stores in Evanston. It's like a college town. And so I was applying yeah. to a bunch of places just so I can like, instead of having to take the train back, I'll just be able to go to my internship, walk to my job. Still go to my internship, yeah. walk to my job. Right. I'm like, I don't know if I can keep doing these part-time side jobs anymore. Maybe, maybe this is, sounds crazy. I need to find a full-time job, probably not in sports, that would let me do a part-time internship. Like name, name a job that says on the, the job description, oh yeah, by the way, you can do a part-time internship on the side. Like no, no way, <laughs> like there's no way. So, yeah, you have to find Yeah, you that. have to find a special like that oh, one yeah. job. And so for me, I applied again to like, a ton of odd jobs just so I can support myself. Cause at the same time, I'm a college kid. I got to pay bills. I got to pay my loans. Like I got to do adult things at this oh point. Oh my gosh. Yes. And so it hit you like a ton of bricks. It, it, oh my God. It hit me. So like, it hit me like crazy. And so my mentality, when I went to these interviews for like a bank for a grocery store, like it was basically, it sounds, I don't want to sound too dramatic, but it was like do or die. Like I wasn't nervous at interviews anymore because the stakes were right in front of me. Yeah. Basically, if I don't get this job, it sounds crazy, but like, my next week is up in the air in terms of like yeah. paying bills, rent and stuff. And so I, I felt, I felt that helped me feed into kind of my drive in terms of trying to get, trying to get after it. And so I'll never forget. I went to this, there's Northwestern, this conference center that had a job opening. It was full time. It paid enough for me to get by, but I'm like, I have to get this job. And so the interview went great, but this is where, a lot of the interviews I had that went great that it kind of failed is when I inserted that like, oh, by the way, is it okay if I do this internship? Because I know I needed to finish this. They know my resume at the time was weird. They looked at it like, okay, you have video experience. <laughs> you have some customer service, but like what's with this video experience? So like I had to explain to them like, yeah, I graduated. That was my degree. I, I just, for me, it almost felt like a punch in the gut because like I graduated yeah. with a degree, but right now I'm here interviewing, stressing about a job. That has nothing to do with it, but I need that job because I needed to like support myself. And so that's why for me, it was definitely mentally, it was tough because it's like, I have a degree, but I can't even get a job that like, you don't even need a mm -hmm. degree for. Like that's, that's tough for a kid like at the time to like, to, to swallow that reality. But I knew that like, you know, just kind of keep my head down, roll with the punches and just be grateful for what you have at the moment. And so I interviewed for, it was like for a front desk at this conference center there that was in Northwestern. So the commute would have been perfect. I'm telling you when I'm talking about like how it, it enhanced my planning 
of like, okay, if I get this job, I can walk to work from here yeah. and then go here. Like, I never thought about this in college. It was crazy. Like, my mindset <laughs> completely changed. And so at the same time, I knew I needed to find my own place. I couldn't stay in that guest room forever either. And so I learned how to do apartment tours, to, you know, schedule yep. meetings like that, you know, to pay, to do rent, do all that on my own. And I'm really, even though it was the weirdest, not the weirdest, but kind of a hard time pretty weird yeah pretty weird like <laughs> yeah. it's like i'm grateful for that experience because it taught me so many life skills and then obviously that translated to like you know my video work and how i did that later down the it road comes full yeah, circle. Comes full circle. and so when i applied to that job and i told them like oh by the way can i do this internship too they were like you know rich we'll let you know like you know we'll just hold off now because i was hoping the fact that the internship was northwestern had northwestern's name on it and this job is affiliated with Northwestern. Like they're literally yeah. smack. Like they gotta like you know see that. Yeah. Like they gotta like you know handshake it out. And so I was waiting. I remember I was getting on a bus going for my shift and in Chicago from Planet Fitness, and I got emails saying I got the job. And this is where another one of those moments were like another <laughs> another small victory in the grand scheme of things. So what I did was obviously I had put my two weeks into Planet Fitness. I was working this full time job in Northwestern. I was able to have enough money to finally move into my own place crazy enough in Evanston too. Evanston is an expensive <laughs> suburb. Like I'm not even kidding. Yeah, oh yeah. Extremely expensive suburb. And so I found this like, I think it was the cheapest place and I thought it was bad. I thought there was rats everywhere. No, it was actually pretty decent. And I'm like, I feel like someone is like, someone's like either, someone's like looking after me right now. Cause I is just, I was just getting all these, finally getting these breaks, even though I wasn't there just yet. Like that's like the long story of like what I'm going to get into now. But I basically was working full time. And then I was going to this internship. I remember I wake up in the morning to do the internship at Northwestern from like nine to maybe three. And then I, you know, change in the bathroom into my work clothes and walk <laughs> to my job. And I, I, I was, I was grateful at the time. It's like, dude, that sounds awful. But for me, it's like, after everything that happened, yeah. This was amazing. Yeah. Like I'll never forget, like when I moved into my own place and finally slept in my own bed, I was just like like holding on to my bed in my bed for a long period of time. Because like I wasn't gonna let go. Like this, this finally felt awesome. And at the same time, like I I'll never forget like having almost like being really struggling financially to like now be in a position where I can work full time, finish this internship. And on top of that, the internship went so well because Northwestern had a big 10 championship season they Heck they yeah. did really well like it was crazy like they started out really bad it was almost like a microcosm of my my situation at the time like they <laughs> they started like one in three and like at the time it's like wow like as an intern for me i, I felt like this kind of sucks like I'm compound <laughs> that compound that with the fact that like like i couldn't even find a place to stay at the time like and now the internship i'm working for is doing terrible it's like wow this sucks but they turned it around at the same time, I felt like I was turning my life around. So I'm like, what is going on? It was like going hand in hand. Yeah. So they made it to the Big Ten title game. And I'll never forget that because as a fan and as an employee, it, it was crazy. Like, I can't tell you the, how that experience was. I'll never forget, like, homecoming. They made, like, Northwestern. This is when they turned it around. They had made a game-winning field goal. And this is where, like, after I'd find my place to stay, I, I got into more financially stable position. I was kind of happy. I was happy at this point. You know, I was, I was immensely in a better place. And so when they, when they kicked that field goal, it just felt like, like mm. stress off my soldiers. Cause it was more than just, oh, yeah. it just felt like it was for me, it was like yeah. the culmination of like all this work that I put in just to get into that position to be on that field at the time. I think honestly, I think I rushed the field too. Like I was, I, I at the time, I think oh, I was a fan. Yeah. Of it. yeah. It was crazy. But now 
fast forward to um, spring of 2019, I was I finished interning with Northwestern. I when I walked out of those doors, it was hard not to get a little emotional because it's like oh, the sure. amount of stuff I had to put myself through just to finish this yeah. internship, just so I could put on my resume. But that was honestly it was worth it because that was the key. That was the key to the next step. So then um, during this time, I hadn't applied for a job for months because stress and I didn't want to. I didn't oh, want to touch a job. Had to yeah. I had to like oh, yeah, no. exactly, and so. I was, when I was done with the internship, I, I think I freelanced with Northwestern for live production stuff here and there, but I was kind of done. I was kind of done doing that. So for the first time, I was just working full-time, but not in sports. So I knew eventually I was going to be patient. That's another thing I learned too, just being patient. Like I- Yeah, I need to learn that. Like I said, like I said before, like I, I'm a naturally impatient person. I want things to happen really fast. But after going through all that, it's like, just be grateful yeah. that you have something oh, now. Yeah. And I have a place to go and stuff like that. And so after that, I'm like, okay, now I feel like I'm ready. I've been working at this job, this front desk job for maybe like eight months. And I'm like, now I'm ready. I have Northwestern on my resume. I have the Chicago Sky on my resume. I have my Whitewater stuff. I feel like, obviously I'm not going to step up. I'm I think it's time. Let's go. I, let, let's do this again. <laughs> let's do this again. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> I started applying. Obviously, I, then I, you know, I revised my resume, my website. So I started applying to jobs. Again, it's kind of obviously kind of rough, like any job search would go, like you're not hearing things right away. But then I started getting a few kind of bites here and there, like which is crazy at the time because you're talking about someone that shooting percentage, job application wise, is at all time. I'm like Shaq <laughs> from the free time. It was like it was, right awful. it was just it was just so bad. And so, but then, and a job caught my eye that said full time because that was a key word for me, full time. But then it said it was weird because it mm-hmm. said full time, but it said internship at the side. And obviously, at this point, when you see that, when I see the word internship, it's like internship. It's almost like like a red flag <laughs> right away because it's like no, like you don't want to do that again. But then I read the description, and it sounded full time. It sounded pretty good. I felt like for me now, I I felt like I was qualified enough to maybe get that full time job. But at the same time, I still had a lot more to learn mm-hmm. to kind of build my portfolio. And then again. You talk about another Big Ten school that I'm familiar with, you know. So it's like, okay, why not? Let, let me. And then I looked at their work. I looked at their YouTube page and what they did, and I was, you know, I was blown away. They did incredible work. Spartan Vision, um, run by obviously a little small shout to the the staff. I think Nick Baker, uh, Jake, Matt, Julian, uh, Ben, Justin, who was at the time was the super my supervisor there. They they were incredible. And then I realized like they did. They also did like images of the year every year for their YouTube page spanning back to like 2015 that I had no idea about. So it's oh, like, wow. whoa, I literally <laughs> did something similar in high school, but I had not even known that you guys did. So I'm like, well, and they obviously did it like crazy great. And so I'm like, you know yeah. what? This sounds like, it sounds like the opportunity. Like maybe, maybe this is my key that I needed that I didn't know. And so I applied to it. And this is when final four season of March Madness was heating up. And this was, this was obviously the season. Year. Yeah. It was crazy. Michigan State made it to the Final Four that year. And so, obviously, I didn't hear anything back for a little bit. And I wasn't, honestly, I wasn't discouraged. I was like, okay, you know, it's fine. Like, I'm going to keep applying to jobs because now I wasn't, like, fighting against the clock. I still had a job I was able to yeah. do. I was just kind of shooting my shot here and there. And so, after kind of interviewing with a couple places, um, I got a call. I got an email back. I think I got email back for an interview. This was, like, around, I think, after the Final Four. So, I was like, okay, no way. And so... I I wasn't even stressed at this point. I wasn't even nervous just because I felt mostly just like 
again, that gratitude comes seeping, seeking back in. And so mm-hmm. I phone call interview, I think I, I envisioned like them, they're at a round table, I was on speaker oh phone, which, which actually was the case. And so I was talking with them and they went really well. Like I was talking to the staff. And so what I found out is like, they have like kind of a rotational like year program, like intern would be there for like a year or nine months and then the next one would come. And so I was talking to her a little bit, asking questions and then I had a second one. And so I had two phone interviews. I'm like, okay. Um, I, at this point, I'm yeah. At this point, I'm like, interviews almost. I'm not saying like they're easy for me, but like they're almost like you almost locked in because because you you yeah. kind of know. And yeah. so um, I did that, and I waited. And then obviously Michigan State was like in the Final Four. This is where like when they beat Duke, it was everyone was going crazy. Oh, so yes. I was kind of keeping an eye on that because I'm like, I can't. I'm trying to imagine how they feel right now. Like they're probably super busy. So I wasn't trying to bug them. And so yeah. After that. I um I think I woke up as like one of my off days and I got a phone call. I think I emailed them. I followed an email saying like, you know, he said that they'll hopefully get a, de- to a decision soon. And so, you know, I was waiting for that and I was like, applying to other jobs. And then I, I got a phone call from Justin and he basically called me saying, and I felt pretty good about it. Tom. I don't know why I was feeling this pretty confident. And he called me saying, you know, you know, Richard, you know, we, we enjoyed our conversation. Like, do you want to come to Michigan State and make some dope videos? Oh. And at the time, I was like, I had to take a kind of, yeah, I had to take, I had to take like kind of like, I, I said, I, I was really, I mumbled my words. I like was like, couldn't even talk. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Like, Justin, like, come me in. And then like, you know, I obviously hung up the phone and then I just like, you know, after like, I just like, again, I yelled, I was like, like, let's go. Like I was in my apartment by myself, just like, like <laughs> fist clamp, like, you know, just yes. so crazy. Like, this is like, this is my first full-time position in sports for division one program in your field. field. It's like, this is crazy. I'm actually going to be doing something that I love that I'm passionate for almost maybe a year and a half after I graduated thinking that I'd be doing that off the bat. <laughs> but that was, that, you know, that was just part of the journey. And so, I, you know, I got ready to move out to East Lansing. This was around last August. You know, I said goodbye to friends and family. And I'm like, yeah, I'm literally moving to Michigan for a job. It's real. Like, this is it. It's real. This is happening. And I felt when I got there, like, I mean, obviously I was nervous. But at the same time, it's like looking back at that journey, like you definitely don't take this for granted. Definitely learn. Yeah. Be a sponge. You know, roll with the punches. Celebrate the small victories. Like that was my motto, my mantra in my head because it's like, you went through all that. There's no way you can't fail now. You oh, really, yeah. This is it. And so um, basically condensing my experience at Michigan State, it was incredible. I think being in that atmosphere, being able to shoot football after Northwestern, like I, when I, when I tell you there were so many moments that I was on the court or on the field where it's like, man, I had to pinch myself because this is it. Like I, <laughs> I had like what, $30, $40 in my bank account, not knowing where I'll sleep the next week to – being on college yeah. game day and filming a nationally televised game in Michigan State, it was just, it was surreal. I think for me, being a kid from a small town college for that, and then obviously my parents teach me gratitude because of, you know, the situation they were in at my age. It's like, you know, this is, mm-hmm. I'm grateful. You know, gratitude is always big for me. And so I learned a ton there, like Justin, Ben, and Nick, and Renee. They, they're incredibly talented team at Spartan Vision and they enhance all my skills. I'm talking about like long form video making, short form being able to shoot on high quality cameras, you know, all the nine yards. Like it was the, it was an internship experience that like was everything that I hoped for. And then a little bit more because like, 
what it did for my reel, what it did for my portfolio. And on top of that, like I had mm -hmm. fun doing it. Like it was amazing. Like this was like, yeah. this for me, because it was my first full-time job, basically solidified the fact like this is what I want to do for the rest of my career. Like if I can. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you can and do so it. This felt, it felt amazing. And then I talked to, there's another intern that we got close with. And at the same time, it made me, sports obviously about the big moments, the videos, the what you contemplate. At the end of the day, what I love about it too is the people, the people that you meet. And I was able to meet so many awesome yes. people at Michigan State and travel. And like, you know, fast forward to near the end of it, this was right before COVID hit. I was kind of getting ready to, you know, kind of end my time there. And and then, you know, I was getting, we were getting ready for March Madness. Everyone was. And then obviously mm. you guys probably know this too. Oh. COVID hit like a storm. It was un mm. unreal. I'm like, man, another, yep. <laughs> another yeah. obstacle in the, here we, Here go, we go again and it's, it's crazy <laughs> and then at the same time it's like wow this is nuts and so i was able to still i'm i'm grateful because i was able to obviously film enough and produce enough content before all that happened so i was able to have something you know on my portfolio which was their goal like that was objective from day one to get me mm -hmm. to that next step but at the same time it was it was unreal like sports were getting canceled left and right we didn't know what was going to happen next week the uncertainty was really stressful and then you know, we had, we, I had, I had my, like my last day at the other intern, we kind of had like a celebratory zoom call and that was kind of sad because we obviously <laughs> wish we were all in person doing it, but yeah, you know, that was the end of it. And then here we go again, round four, round five, I think job search again, job hunt again. <laughs> yep. And so, yep. Here, here we go. go. Ding, ding, ding. I felt like obviously looking at my resume, I was proud of it because I was proud of it compared to what I had coming out of college, like Michigan state, Northwestern, you got some big names yeah. in there. Yeah, and I'm like, this This is, you know, I'm not saying this is it, but, like, this is definitely a lot better than what I had before. And so when I started applying to jobs, I this I never had this feeling before where, like, I was actually getting interviews. I was getting interviews. I was getting good, you know, positive signs from jobs. It's like, this was so, totally new territory. Uh, like I said, I'm telling you, Shaq from the free-through line when it comes to applying to jobs, yes, it was there. insane to, to finally see that hard work and that resume portfolio building actually pay off. It was, it was incredible. Like it's yeah. a, and like, I really hope it's, it happens for a lot of people because like, if you put in the work in, and that's why for me, it's like unpaid internships are kind of, I'm on the fence. Just, for me, it worked out in a way because I was able to make it work out. Who knows that situation can, can't work out for someone else. That's why it's like, you got to pay your interns because like it can't, it can't always be the same for someone. For me, I'm grateful to have yeah. actually, it sounds insane, but like I probably wouldn't trade that experience for anything else because oh, yeah. sure. I had to go through a lot of different ropes and a different route. And there was times where I thought I couldn't do this anymore. Like, you know, I almost like kind of broke down in some places, but then it basically made me better. It made me stronger. It made me more motivated to get to that next step. And yeah. So, you wouldn't have, had that experience had it not been for you actually like going out and getting it even though it was unpaid absolutely and for me that definitely it worked on my time it worked on just life skills that i knew i needed and so when michigan state came around yeah. and when i finished it it was like okay i wasn't at this point i, I knew the job hunt was gonna be hard, tough because you're talking about trying to find a job in sports in the middle of a pandemic where sports is basically you know it's nada and so yeah it's like I had to accept that too. And so it was tough for me because it's like, I looked at my resume. I'm like, okay, I, I feel like I can finally get that for like full-time permanent role. And so like long story, like I was applying to jobs and then, you know, I had a couple interviews here and there. And then I obviously was aiming. Now I felt justified to aim for the stars. I was felt justified to yeah, aim yeah. for the big time teams. Cause I felt like, you know, that's in some capacity, 
I want to work for a professional team. I want to work at the professional level. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I loved collegiate athletics. I, I realized I learned so much during this journey that it's not just about the name on the resume or the team name. It's about finding mm-hmm. the culture in a place that values who you are as a person, that values your creativity and is able to you kind of stimulate that. And I realized talking to other people too, like maybe that's home. I just want to find my home. And maybe home isn't always, obviously people want to aim for those big time teams because don't get me wrong, they do great stuff. They're the best top of the top. And for me, I've always felt like, you know, given some, like I always felt like there was like a chip on my shoulder to kind of go and get that top level because I wanted to, I want to see and learn from some great talent. And so that's why I started applying to, you know, to NFL jobs and to stuff like that. And so, and then when I got an interview for one team, it's like, wow, this is, that did so much for my confidence. Cause I'm like, I never would have thought in my wildest dreams that I am sitting in a zoom meeting with a team that like, I, I saw their work and they were, they're incredible. And so I'm like, I never thought I'd be sitting here talking to them about videos when like, it felt like yesterday I couldn't even figure out like, you know, how, if I miss this train, if I'm going to get to work at a job that like I even from ways away it was just it was crazy like for me I always look back to like you know that meme that's going on how it started and how it's going I, I look at like, yeah. how it started because it was just insane and I'm sure people have yeah. incredible crazier or even uh, more like stories like almost similar to that so that's when I hear those too I took the time on Twitter to really connect with people and to really hear their story and that's why it was great because the zoom calls helped and so like lo and behold I got a call back from the NFL and I was trying to contain myself because this was like this was crazy this was it right now and so obviously that, that would be me yeah like oh when, you're, when you're in a pandemic and you're, you're already it's already hard enough to find jobs and then you think about everything before it's like okay Richard don't freak out but I had a phone call with them yeah, you got this. um I connected with them I think it was on a slack and so it was like it was um it was, it was a seasonal position so it was about like what eight eight seven eight months but full-time mm-hmm. yeah with the NFL and I was like, okay, this, this is great. This is what I want to do. Uh, and then um, we had a second interview phone call. And, and it went really well. I'm like, okay. And then I got an email kind of laying out the job description. I'm like, wait a minute. Did I, did I get the job? <laughs> like, it almost sounds like I got the job. But, but obviously, it did nothing confirmed yet. And so um, at the same time, I was waiting. And this was like, my heart was racing. And then eventually, it was crazy. I got an email saying about a job that I didn't get. Oh. But three hours later, the NFL called me saying they offered me the job. Oh, so it was like man. a roller coaster of emotions that day. I'm like, man, I didn't get that job. And I, there was that whole time I was like in one or two situations or three, I was a runner up for a position. And so that was a different ball game. Oh, really? It's like not only before I was just like kind of d- discouraged because I wasn't even getting a reply back, but now it's like, I'm, I'm making it to the final round, but I just didn't get I'm it. I'm second place. Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like what's worse, you know, <laughs> like, like now you're here yeah, that, exactly. or like almost getting close, but then not getting it. So it was just like, obviously oh. emotions everywhere. But when the NFL called me, like, this is number five, like celebrating that small W, not, not small W, there's a huge W, but like, you know, put the, like hang <laughs> up, like say thank you, thank you, put the phone down and just like, again, I just yelled at the top of my lungs i felt like i was celebrating a game <laughs> a game winning three-pointer like it was that crazy like it just sounds like it, it yeah. was just insane and obviously i'm grateful like i started september and like i've been doing that it's it's because it, it's remote because with covid i originally would be moving out to california yeah. um but because of that i'm actually still in east lansing working full-time remotely which is obviously everyone in the nfl media is doing this like we're adjusting to that so we're adjusting to that together yeah so we're kind of going through the 
the kind of the highs and lows of it. But no, it's been it's been great so far. I I'm excited to keep learning from them. You know, it's become more than just putting stuff on my resume now. It's becoming an experience. Like this job isn't yeah. a job. What like what we do in sports, it's not a job. It, it for me, I look at it. It's, it was an experience. It was just an experience to go back and. But that was kind of my journey from A to B. And like mm-hmm. in terms of like the technical stuff, I just my storytelling, video production. I I wouldn't get to where I'm at now if it wasn't for people taking the time to help me out. If it wasn't for people taking the time to kind of guide me in that direction. That's why I felt like I hopefully one day in terms of the goals down the road, I'm able to be in a position where like I'm able to teach other people in a role while still doing, you know, video production, what I love. And um, and obviously this is probably going to another topic, but that's kind of how the World Creative Account that I help run as well. Yeah, I was, I was um, about to add that. Kind of incorporated that. And obviously we can go into that. But that for me is the answer the long, I think two and a half, almost three year journey from <laughs> after college to now. It was definitely Amazing. the most crazy lo- like learning experience, but at the same time, I'm grateful for it. And that's why it's like, you know, I still always have goals I want to check off. But for me, it's like, yeah, I'm forever grateful for the people that took the time to help me out. Cause like I was either a Facebook message, uh, a phone call, an interview away from not being in this position at all. Like it was crazy. Like I, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't be having this conversation with you if that family friend didn't say yes. I probably wouldn't even be a lot of things. So at the same time, it's timing, a combination, mm-hmm. a little bit of luck too. Like, you know, and just obviously at the end of the day, hard work. Like you have to want it if you want to be in the industry. You have to want it. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So do you think that because of your journey and because of all of the all the lows that it seemed to have, do you think that's why you're so active with that Woes Creative page? Because I mean, you're helping out uh, these people that could be in the same shoes as you were, uh, you know, that were a yeah, Facebook yeah. message away from yeah, yeah. moving back home and starting from square one. So do you think that's kind of how it how it kind of grew? Absolutely. I think so. You probably guys probably even heard the story of how it became what it is. But during this quarantine time with the, like, you know, we're connecting with people on Twitter. Like I, I got Twitter last September thinking that, okay, whatever. Yeah. It became such a huge mar- a networking tool that I didn't realize. And so I got connected with these three other guys, um, Gino Velasco, Logan Stevens, and mm. Nick Bello, who are people I've never met before, all different states. <laughs> but like we got, we got brought together and I'm, I'm going to like, you know, say uh, John Bartman, who's from Michigan, he graduated, he's in Nevada now. He had this idea of the mm-hmm. Zoom call with just creatives, either fresh out of school or just younger creatives. Um, the, the term is kind of loose, but like I, I saw that and I hopped on the Zoom call. And from there, a group chat was made. And from there, we just became a connected even more. And then that's how I met those three other guys. And so nice. we, at the time, we just took time to get to know each other. And we were all in the same boat. We were trying to find our ways to navigate through a pandemic yeah. in sports. And so that kind of brought us close together. And then when I... It was basically on the eve of one of our good friends making a big announcement of where he's going to go next. And you guys know this too. When it comes to sports and free agency, like we work, we we film, we produce content, we are around athletes, and we know when an athlete is going to a new team. Like that's big news. And we realize, in a way, there is like a hiring period of sports where like people are getting new jobs. Like the turnover is pretty pretty high in terms like in comparison to other industries. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a minute. It's kind of like where like and when he was like kind of teasing this it's like okay you know i i i did i literally did like i i went to scroll back to the group chat it took me a while but like like how it started and how it's going with the world account and i'm i'll never forget that message the interaction where like you know this guy's going here like i just got the report from Woj and like 
from Adam oh Schefter. And, yeah. and like Nick was like, wait a minute, why don't why don't we just like make an account for that? Because like it's it's a it's a real thing in our industry. People get jobs in places people announce it, and then we're like, okay, whatever, do it. <laughs> And it just, it was so hilarious at the time because I'm like, this is such a wild idea. Like who, like, who knows what's going to happen? And then the first day, like, it gained so many followers from people that were like, we looked up to the industry, from people that we we know. It's like, wait a minute, we might be onto something here. And so yeah. as it kept growing, what we realized though, like, as we, you know, help people announce jobs and kind of, kind of add to that because it's when you're seeing someone get a new chapter in their life is huge. Like, even though I don't know the person, I'm like, really excited because I was there like yeah. I knew what it felt like to get a job like you know like kind of that relief especially now and so I wanted oh, yeah. to amplify that as well as like you know kind of people were able to follow people that like that they know were going to their job or like they got to see who was leaving where mm-hmm. and so it almost became kind of like a hub of that and we didn't know at the time and then when I did kind of like a recap of like who went where it's like okay wait a minute this account actually has some legitimacy like it's not just a parody account and so what really kind of rolled the ball to move into the direction of like trying to help and incorporate other things into that account was when we noticed people that we got inspired by people that did great work like no one like it sounds kind of bad but like no one really was safe from this pandemic like people were losing jobs Mm -hmm. that were in roles for a while and like it was really tough to see you know it was tough to see that and so we realized that there's a lot of people that don't have jobs anymore. And so I remember like in the group chat, I'm like, why don't I was talking to the other, we have a group, like a separate group chat now. I talked to the other three people, like, why don't we like, we make a list? Like, why don't we tweet out something to our followers? If you're a free agent looking for a job, DM us and we, you know, we'll put you on a list. So a potential employer could see that list at the time. It was just kind of a rough draft of what could it be. Yeah. And so at the time I was still unemployed. So I had time to like kind of help see the account kind of grow and kind of handle that aspect of it. I had no idea we'd get like 500 DMs in like the first two <laughs> days. It's crazy. It was, yeah. it was almost heartbreaking in a way because that's so many people yeah. don't have jobs. When people out of work. I was like, one of those DMs, like, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. I, I want to make a mission to me because I know how it feels like to apply to a job to reach out to someone and not get a message back. I mean, we've all been there where we've either been oh, ghosted yeah. by people in terms of that. And so I made it a mission. When I when I reached out to a few people, reached back out to a few people, and I can tell that their days were made, I can tell that it made them in a better mood because I actually, like someone took the time to reply back yeah. to them in this situation. I'm like, holy, hold up. I am going to make it a mission to reply to every single DM until I get this done as soon as I can, because I want the list out. And I'm telling you, it was what? I had some other help from other people, obviously in the Woj team and then other people in the group chat. And they, it was insane because like we went through, yeah, 400, 500 plus DMs. And Ooh. like, I got to hear a couple of stories from people of like, you know, where, like I took the time to not just to like say like, you know, okay, you're on the list, tell us yeah. where you're from. But like, I told like, you know, like, you know, how's it like going and stuff like that. And it just was like, I, I got flashbacks to where I was trying to yeah. find a job, trying to wait for an opportunity. It's like, you know, they, they are in those shoes. And it's like, I felt like it was my mission to see it through. And so we got that list on maybe in, in a, a couple of days. And what we realized is what we forgot to add, we should have had before was like location and area of work. Cause that would have been helpful Yeah. Um, at the time when we first tweeted out, but when we tweeted out, like we wanted people to share that like crazy and for people to see. And even just to give people that little bit of hope that like, okay, their name is on a list somewhere that someone can look through because that's what like, 
at this time and this moment with everything going on, that's huge. That's huge for people. You want to give a sense of that, like, like someone out there is, <clears throat> is watching them, is looking at their name on a list. And so as we added more to the list, added area of work, location, <clears throat> we emphasize people try to connect with each other that are in their vicinity. It's linked to our bio now. And then we were getting some DMs from people in higher up roles in like communications or video departments saying that they were going to look through that list if they can send us that list. And that made our day because that, that's what made, that's the reason why we made that list. So we yeah. can have that. And so we also got a couple of DMs on Royal, like somebody that like said that regardless of what happens, I got an interview because someone said they saw me on the list. That like, that made my, so that made cool. my whole oh my month. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy because so it's like cool. started out as kind of a joke. Account. I mean, like, your own exactly. project like come to yeah it was oh like my. what started out as like a parody account as a joke one day you turned out to be something that we are actually like can help people and for me that also goes back to me like i wouldn't like i said i wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the people that were in my corner and so that including my friends my family you know definitely wouldn't be here without them and so i i definitely kind of translate that to this account where i want to help people at the same time i want to celebrate people's new chapters because we all know yeah what it feels to get that job we all know what it feels like and for me it became full circle when i was able to get my own roach bomb when i got my job because i was able <laughs> to put that up but it was just at the same time it became such an account that i never imagined it turned out this way and you know i'm grateful for the the people i helped run it with i'm grateful for the people that i connected over this group chat and then like overall like they weren't just it's crazy because i've never really met them in real life but like i consider them my friends like it's oh, yeah. crazy because one day when this pandemic is over one day big reunion and so the whole community is growing and it's huge and to to see that support it's crazy but like at the same time like it's awesome to see that come grow to what it is but yeah it's we hope to uh, down the road to like obviously minimize our list as best we can and um you know keep announcing people keep trying to bring awareness to jobs and stuff like that we, you know, you guys probably saw we finally got like our official logo because yep. we got flagged. We got flagged by Twitter because <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it was becoming too big or not like that. But like at the same time, it was pretty obvious because like we had his face on it. Yeah. And we literally, literally named it. But no, we're glad because like now. If you're on brand. Creative, mm-hmm. we, like, we don't call Yeah, we don't call it Adrian Wojnarowski. We call like it creative because that's, that's who we are. You know, it's been an awesome journey to kind of kind of see that come to be. At the same time, like you want to be there for people. Um, in that regard because even though it's a very competitive industry the sense of community and a sense of like yeah that we have i don't know i can sure maybe all the job industries have that too but like it's we really do work in a one-of-a-kind industry yeah i would um, agree with that i believe for i don't think I, i've worked in in like I, i've worked in the nonprofit area and i mean that's a pretty big community but there's i have yet to find a community that is as close-knit and as mm-hmm. supportive as as the sports industry because Absolutely. it's like like you were saying people get excited for like i don't i don't, I the only person that i've known i've only known a couple people that have gotten woj bombs but it's like <laughs> it's so cool to see some of these like the vests all the vests that i saw yeah like, i know yeah, yeah that was so cool and i don't even i, I have no clue who they are in, in real life but Mm-hmm. but it's super cool to see these people and even if even if i don't get a job like i'm still going to be supportive of all these other people because yeah, yeah um, sure. it's it's an industry that grows when the community grows so oh, yeah. absolutely super super impressive with that oh yeah i appreciate it but it's so, okay i know that we kind of have we've kind of answered a bunch of stuff in in stories mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Have, i've you're good honestly yeah, oh I yeah 
I think we right, answered we like one more question. A good bit. Um, for sure. And so after that, you're free. <laughs> but so I mean, you've had a, a crazy, a crazy kind of journey thus far. And I know it's not done yet. So, you know, in a hundred years, what is the legacy that you want to leave behind for either creatives trying to make their way up, the community as a whole, or kind of a combination of of those two? Yeah, I think um, that's a good question. I think for me, um, obviously hearing like the, 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 the journey and then obviously with what Woj Creative has turned out to be like, I obviously from like my personal goals, I also want to get better as a video editor, mm-hmm. video producer and stuff like that. But at the same time, like I mentioned before, like at the end of the day, like you just, I mean, sometimes I struggle with getting caught up with, you know, what's the, what's the industry trend? Mm-hmm. How can I do this? We'll do that. And then obviously social media and stuff. But for me, I think at the end of the day, like, if I'm able to impact, if it's one few people or a lot of people in terms of getting motivated, inspired to, to if they want to be in this industry, to just not give up, you know, to give them hope, to continue to grind, to continue to hustle. I don't have the blueprint. Obviously, my journey should not be the blueprint to how you should do it because it's obviously, it's different for everybody. But for me, my leg- I hope my legacy could be like, I just want to be someone that was, I want to be like the person that was helping me out, kind of starting out. I want to help people to either find their foot in the door because like I said I really wouldn't be here if it wasn't for people not just in sports but people in general like they were just good people to me and I want to be that person to a lot of people and help to inspire uh, another group of creatives to be the same because if we're all at the end of the day if that's what we can be just good people at the end of the day helping each other out in addition to what we already are like this industry will be even an even better place than it mm-hmm. is now and I think not saying that it's in a bad place but like obviously I honestly want to obviously push the envelope and help people to be even more inspired by all the work. I feel like there's a lot for me to learn, a lot for me to get better at, but like at the end of the day, like it all comes back to the people. Like I will celebrate the big wins, the big highlights, the, the great shots. Like that's obviously a big part of who I am and what I've become in terms of career. But at the end of the day, like being able to make those connections. I love meeting new people. I love being able to facilitate those relationships. I feel like at the end of the day, like I would, I would remember the people more than I remember yeah. the moments. Even though for me, like capturing moments is a big thing of what I do. It's what I strive to do. I want to capture those moments. But that's for me. Yeah, I think for in terms of, like I say, I hope to, I guess, leave a positive impact on this community. I mean, whether or not it's a either a small splash or a big one, just being able to positively impact a person or a group of people in that regard to, you know, maybe one day, like, be inspired to do the same thing to other people to just keep it going to keep this kind of unspoken cycle of either helping people out being kind inspiring people stuff like that because you know what this industry and what this community has given me is something i could have never even imagined my wildest dreams when i graduated from college (laughs) but uh i'm actually incredibly grateful for it so yeah i think end of the day is just just being that person and just doing that i think for me will be kind of the culmination where i can finally like retire off into the sunset or something <laughs> awesome well i know that you're doing awesome stuff you and the whole team the whole Woj creative team i'll make sure to plug that because what you guys are doing is awesome what you're doing on your on your own kind of journey itself is awesome Appreciate it, and yeah. uh, i'm really grateful to have gotten to speak with you and, and learn more about your journey so that way people that are in the same kind of journey you know can see that there's a light at the end of the tunnel because it's a very weird industry that has a lot of weird turns. Mm And, uh, but once you get there, it's really cool to be able to look out into the sea, to the sea of the 
community that is the sports industry. So I really appreciate it. Very thankful. And yeah, thanks again for hopping on. I really, I'm really appreciative. Yeah, no, I, uh, I appreciate you guys again. I want to take time to thank you guys for, for having me and doing this for the community, having people able to highlight stories and stuff like that. Cause it's awesome to hear how people got into this industry. Cause it's, it's it is not, we're starting out, it's not an industry that's like, it wasn't really like concrete. Like it kind yeah. of grew into something on its own. But no, I, I appreciate you guys and hope you have a good rest of the your week and the fall, despite everything going on. And obviously, if there's a Woj bomb that you guys have, definitely definitely DM <laughs> us and know where to slide in with us. But we'll definitely be excited to announce that as well. But no, I, I wish you guys nothing but the best luck. And I keep keep doing keep doing what you guys are doing because this is awesome. And I appreciate you guys taking the time to have me on here. Wow, that this has been so much fun. Thank you. And that was Richard Hoke with the NFL. If you want to keep up with the rookie contract, we've recently grown our social platform. So check out the link tree in the description below that has all of our links. We will also have all of Richard's links below as I'm very confident that his story has inspired a lot of you. If that's the case, reach out to him. Richard's very easy to talk to and one of his biggest values is that he wants to give back to those trying to get into the industry. That's why I felt it was really important to get him on this podcast and I couldn't be more pleased with how it turned out. We thank you for listening to this podcast as always. And if you like this episode and want to show us your support, make sure to follow us on Spotify. If you're an Apple podcast listener, we would really appreciate it if you subscribed and left a five-star review. It really helps us grow and we can't express how much we would appreciate it. With that, we hope to see you next Monday for the next episode of The Rookie Contract.